You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. We've got Tobin or not. Uh, long in the making this episode, long backstory. We'll skip over that for now, but we got them here uh, right now. I just uh, downloaded their new um, their new single, Scorcher, down off the band camp. Highly recommended. Tobin or not, uh, welcome to the show. We got uh, Vinny Tobner, Nathan Crumpler. Uh, Vinny, say hi to the folks. Hello, everybody. I, a lot of you I interact with probably on Instagram, so it's nice to get a chance to have a, a much longer uh, period uh, where, where we can talk about our music, you know, because in, in passing and, and talking to friends and everything is, a, you know, it's often just brief things you say to someone, but yeah. here, in this type of podcast, you can really dig deeply into the issue, so I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate I appreciate you saying that, and I think it's 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 really cool to... To listen to artists and how they make things. Uh, Nathan, say hello to the something rather than nothing audience. Great to see you. Hello, everyone. I'm Nathan Cromer. I'm the bassist. I regulate the fat bottom. <laughs> All right. I, I, I do a lot of work around here. I'm not just the bassist. You know, yeah. like whenever like we do a recording, I'm the guy who's um, you know hitting the record button and the stop button. You know, I'm saying yeah, like, he's okay. wiring everything up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm saying, like, hey, we. Uh, now we're, let's like lay down the guitar track. Let's lay down the uh, lead track. Let's go uh, record the vocals. You know, we do yeah. that all in our house. I don't think there's there's never been a time where we like stepped into a, a professional recording studio. It's just all DIY, and that's yeah. good. He told me he used to tell me like almost every week that if I go, we shouldn't go in a studio because I wouldn't be able to play well in a studio because of the pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Because like there is um, yeah. I know some people back in uh, Modesto, California, because that's where I'm from. Um, yeah. He was talking about how like how nervous it was for him to like go into a studio. Like I think his name is like Solid Bass Jake. He uh, he talked about how nor- 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 uh, nervous it was for him to go into a studio because like you know he had that time pressure. They're paying like hourly rates, you know. Yeah, so, like, yeah. You know that's money down the drain. The more yeah, it's hour- pressure. Yeah. Pressure. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. then he talked about how like he would just record it at, at like the guitar player's house. It was like, okay, there's no pressure. You can just, you know, you can fuck up as many times as you want. Exactly. So, like, he, he plays a lot better. And you know what? You can. We do that, right? We have that philosophy. You can fuck up as many times as you need to because we got a comfortable space with people who support us and 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 we love the music that we're making. But um, you know, it's like, uh, what were you talking about? What was I talking about? What's the last thing you said? Because I was going off of it really quickly. <laughs> you know I had the memory problem. Why is he forcing this to the surface? <laughs> all right, all right I'll, I'll tell you, okay? You don't even blow up. We're, we're talking hey, about recording you stuff. Try to st- you got to try, try to stay up with Nathan. That's what we're trying. He came out hot out of the, hot out of the gate. I'm with oh, you. Yeah, Nathan, oh, was, yeah. Nathan was dropping back and how, how you pull this thing together. The pressure, the pressure in the studio, you know, I don't know, like being able to make your music in your place and have it evolve maybe in a DIY rather than we got two hours, four hours, five hours to crank out this shit. We better be perfect pressure, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 And what I was going to tell you before I forgot was uh, that um, uh, we can, um, we can do things just in our own living room now. Anyone can really. Yeah. That yeah. sounds just as good and just as authentic as any, you know, high, high, 
see a studio, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. go that far, but like you, you can make a very um, listenable song in your own basement, in your own living room. Oh, and we only took one take. So we have that philosophy, but at the same time, we don't ever use it because uh, they say, here's a guitar a solo and I play the guitar solo and that's it. Like yeah. that's very strange for bands. I mean, a lot of, I've talked to guitarists who said, what? I just got finished my 98th <laughs> fucking yeah. track. You, yeah. you know, to be fair, I think that like a lot of guitarists, like they'll like plan out their solos, they'll plan out oh, their yeah. like, rhythm section. And I yeah. think a lot of your philosophy, especially like guitar solos, is like you throw whatever's against the wall and see if it sticks. Mm-hmm. If it just sounds good, then it sounds good. Whereas like there are a lot of guitar players where like <laughs> if they like miss a note in their guitar solo, they're like, oh no, I need to go back and redo it. I try to never do that. Yeah. That's, yeah. So I'm a little bit different in that regard. And so yeah. is Nathan. Because yeah. I feel like Nathan kind of cre- set the the tone for that, you know, um, for us. But uh, because when we recorded Welcome, uh, you know, it was just like very low volumes, you know, because yeah. we were in a, in a, um, studio, a an apartment. Apartment, yeah. studio apartment. And um, it was fun. It was very, we had none of the things we have now, but we had enough to make an album. Yeah, adapt into like what 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 you have what you have right there. So so tell us about um tell us about uh, folks. I've listened to some Tom and off uh, for some time here, and um uh you know I kind of we're gonna play a track for you so you can hear it. I always find it a little difficult, kind of you know typify as you know you feel the. Uh, wonderful guitar work, um, you know, kind of like yeah. a stoner, stoner doom type of vibe. But there's a lot of elements, a lot of visual elements. I know on your recent uh, single, you had um, a beautiful image uh, by Stephen. I think it's Yoyata, the, yeah. the you know the the image on on that on that scorcher. Tell us about tell us about scorcher. It's something you just dropped. Um, and folks, uh, uh, Tom Nanat stuff uh, on Bandcamp, uh, escalating fetishists. They had a Tom Nanat uh, EP. You'll find all that there. We'll talk about it. But what about scorcher? What about the you know the the artwork and stuff like that? Some good energy around that. Now the. Um so the artwork has always been me doing it because when I, when I started doing the Instagram gig and I was in touch with so many people, thousands of people in the underground, uh, uh, metal, uh, IG, you know, whatever that, that part that we make up. We've always had this theme of the astronaut, right. And right. in, in all the different ones, except the first uh, cover, which was fine. It was, I thought it was good for our first, first, um, release to have that cover. It didn't yeah, have yeah. to be, Fancy. It didn't have to be whatever. We were just guys throwing something out in the wind and seeing if it sticks. You know. Oh, let me let me talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the first album cover is basically um, I, I volunteer as a, a cat shelter. Most of the animal shelters are cats and dogs. Oh, wonderful. I, I That's awesome. Cat part, you know. Yeah. And so uh, <clears throat> this is one room where like there's this uh, little cat bed on on top of the shelf, and like it's uh, they have like a little welcome mat on it, and there's this one cat that just like her name is Tig, and she just like hangs out in that uh, in that little cat bed. <laughs> and so like I just took a picture of it because I just I take pictures of a, a lot of the cats. And I was looking at it, I'm like, you know, this would make a pretty good album cover, you know. So uh that that was like back when we were like Paracusia. And so at first it said like Paracusia and I, and I dropped our first single. I think our single was like welcome or whatever, mm-hmm. put it on YouTube. And so I had yeah. like since changed her name, we I had to take that down and like edit the uh, image and like put it back up. Actually, I don't think I ever put it back up. I think I just took it down. Hey, but, maybe but, now now you got a work assignment out of this. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, uh, Ken, have you have you heard that album, the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, it's very different than the other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was when was that one released? Uh, oh, 2020. Yeah. 2020, 2020. Yeah, 2020 yeah. was a crazy year. Yeah, abs, abs, absolutely. Um, hey, so I wanted to hit you up with a couple of the main questions of the show. I'm going to ask one. We're going to ask one of the the big ones, and then we'll then we'll cut to uh, cut the scorcher, which uh, which will be fun. We'll listen to that overhead, uh, everybody. But uh, one of the big questions. I'm just gonna throw it out to to both of you. Probably jump in on it uh, that we ask in the show is what is art? What is art? What are you up to? You trying to create good music? Trying to create art? You the what is art? Well, in terms of art, with us, we use sound, right? Mm-hmm. And also rhythm, which is just different. You know, pauses between a, a line, and it's very mathematical in a way if you think about it that way. But it's also very intuitive. Um, uh, art can be an expression of anything you want. And then you put it into the arts, art uh, exhibition or whatever you're showing it at. And what it means and what it is transforms with every single person who looks at it. You know, because everybody has their own um, opinion of art and their own opinion yeah. of uh, how it affects them emotionally or, you know, different things like that. Some people get an emotional impression from a piece of art. Yeah. Uh, I don't think art necessarily means anything. Like I have some lines, for example, when I'm playing solo, I have some lines that I would say that are completely wrong. I mean, in terms of notes I'm playing, I'm, I'm, I'm not following the normal use of those notes and creating kind of a dissonance. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's like that. Uh, um, uh, ah, well, you know, that's, that's enough from me, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think part of the thing is you're talking like the, um, the, the general sense of like creating dissonance, you know, like, like out of, out of that. And sometimes it, it feels like it's, it's just right. Or feel like it's not just right. But even on the dissonance and styles of music, I think of like a lot of metal and dissonance. It's, it's right mm-hmm. when it's wrong. Like in, in, in that sense sometimes. So Nathan, what do you think? What, what do you, what, what, what you know you're you're an artist what is what is art what's what are you up to art as like bare minimum is like something that like it has some type of it garners some type of response from you you know it's like you can look at a mountain range and like you really like the look of that mountain range for whatever reason and like that has some type of like response and Mm. it's like obviously that that mountain range wasn't created by a human being but nonetheless like that is kind of like the um that to me, that's like the bare minimum of, of what art is. It has the, the, this, this, uh, it gets a response from you. And so, uh, there are a lot of people who argue about like what is, it is not art. And a lot of times, their argument is usually like, you know, whatever this art piece are criticizing, it didn't take any kind of like skill or anything. You know, somebody like mm. tape a, a banana to like a, a, a white backdrop, and like, oh, that's art. And it's like, there are a lot yeah. of people like, oh, that's not art because it doesn't, it doesn't conjure up, any, it, it, there's no skill involved. Yeah. Which there's to be fair to to be fair to their criticism, like there is a lot of like great art that did that that does take a lot of uh, skill, you know. Yeah. Like I've seen yeah. pictures of these sculptures. It's like it's insane. Like if somebody told me that like somebody waved a magic wand and turned like a human being into stone, and that's how yeah. that was, that yeah. that's more believable than like somebody actually like sculpting this sculptor. Because I've seen pictures where like the <clears throat> the clothes on this woman it looks like it looks like it's see-through you know that's how good this art is 
yeah, or yeah. how good this culture is, you know. And so, like, yeah. if you're comparing that to like a banana tape to a wall, that I can understand people saying like, oh, okay, oh, okay, I can understand people saying like, okay, this sculpture is art, but like the banana tape to the wall isn't. You know, well, you have to look at it in context because mm-hmm. art is a living, breathing thing. That's why we have different periods like Baroque and uh, Renaissance, mm-hmm. and whatever. So. um like this art of the 20s, 20, uh, 2000s, that is, as I've noticed, has been very autobiographical. You'll see a lot of artists uh, listing the, like, the title of the, the thing and, you know, and a little blurb about the materials used and then usually an explanation of the art. But they're just filling out pages and pages of like conceptually what it means. And it could be a banana taped on a wall, but they say what it means to them and what conceptually it means. And so art can get a little funky like that. And I think it can go so far in that direction mm-hmm. that that people are kind of scared of art. I mean, how many hmm. just regular people do you see going to the opera? No, it's usually like some people who have maybe uh, gotten more education or this or that. But sure. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm derailing now, but <laughs> you jumped in. I, I would say you're derailing, but I think there's a lot of artists that are just like, insane you know like if they weren't like a if they weren't making a living being an artist and they they'd be homeless because they couldn't they couldn't be able to I take care of themselves yeah so like from like that perspective like there are people who create create these like off the wall batch of crazy looking art you know and so just a lot of normal people who look at it like okay that's just like you know it looks like you just like threw a bunch of paint, different colored paint at the wall, and like that's all you did. And so <laughs> there's a lot, of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of that. So what about so, like Jackson Pollock or something? He's yeah, something one. like that. Do you think his was a little bit more meaningful because he was the first one ever to do that technique, like splatters and spills, and, <laughs> you know? But but yeah, I, I'm not, him? I'm not into abstract art. I guess oh, in this regard, yeah. I'd be more like a normie, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I like somebody drawing a picture of like something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Re- so like you- representation wise. Yeah. 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 yeah like Monet or Manet or uh, 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 Vincent van Gogh or those guys. Yeah. 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 I, I would prefer to look at that. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Vincent van Gogh. I really like his art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we're going into art history. What's hey. your favorite artist? My okay. favorite artist, well, I I would say um, in in phot- in photography, I love uh, Diane Arbus. As far as painters go, I I love um, kind of like the dark art of uh, uh, Francis Bacon. I do love uh, Van Gogh. I love um, uh, Munch. Writers, I'm really into writing, you know, and. Um, just curious that you ask um, the writer Cormac McCarthy, who did like the road and no oh, yeah. country for old men and that stuff. He mm-hmm. just released he, his first new book in like 16 years. And he has another one coming out in a couple months. So wow. Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love uh, different types of t- uh, art, but p- painting, painting, I would say painting, like as far as an art form, I, I adore music, but there's something too about painting that I think painters are like the magicians, uh, the, like the, they just, I, I, I'm so intrigued by somebody pulling off an amazing painting. Cause it's such a different way to depict the, 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 you know, the world. It, there seems to be magic going on there when it works, uh, effectively. And I think people feel the same thing in their body about music. 
a lot yeah. of times, you know, do you get goosebumps when you listen to music and you know, you and your friends, cause you're music freaks, you do get goosebumps and you get like, you get excited <laughs> when you hear the riff and like ready to jump and not everybody's like that. But I think uh, that that's, what's fun about it. That's what I get into. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the feeling. And I think some bands really like in the old days, like for example, like a, like a Santana concert or a, or a, a Rolling Stones concert. Those are some crazy ass concerts. And yeah. the people are feeling the music. People aren't even thinking anymore. A lot of them are literally not thinking anymore because they maybe took acid or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, they're thinking those, a whole lot. They're thinking a whole lot or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that pumped you up. And I, I like these small room shows, but I would like it if you go to a small room show, you can still have a, a, a an audience that's rowdy and, and yeah, speaks yeah. up. And, and when I get an audience like that, it doesn't matter if there's only five or ten people, then that's worth it. Yeah. It's 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 fun. Hey, uh hey listeners, we're gonna go over to uh Tobin Knott's uh uh a new single there, uh Scorcher. You can find on Bandcamp. We're gonna play that and be back around and, and chat with Tobin. His Scorcher coming in hot from Ohio.
And what really annoys me is that people are like, oh, we, we need to tax, tax Elon Musk. And it's like, yeah. here's a better idea. Make it so the government stops giving fucking money. You know? Hey, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you, Nathan. I hear you, Nathan. <laughs> everybody, everybody getting paid, nobody giving back to nobody. <laughs> hey, everybody. Elon <laughs> uh, well, Musk was on this uh, uh, this uh, Babylon Bees podcast. Yeah, where he told that like he would have gone bankrupt multiple times if it wasn't for the government bailing him out, bailing him out. Okay, right. so instead of like keeping him on life support and then like taxing him, how about we just take him off of life support? He sinks and swims based on his own genius. And he, he is, he is a, I don't know if he's genius or not, uh, but he is uh, definitely charismatic and definitely effective. Mm -hmm. But I think he also has blind spots up the, the you know, he doesn't, I, I mean, a man who has that much wealth and doesn't talk about how he's creating wealth for other people seems kind of, uh, what would you say, selfish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think like him being selfish to me is not that big of an issue. It's like the fact that we taxpayers have to keep giving him money whenever his, his company goes under. And uh, doesn't just, he just do the formal process of Chapter Eleven like bankruptcy for for a, a business or something? Right. I'm not entirely sure, but I know he gets money from the government, and the government should not be giving out money. Yeah. Hey, what 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 I what I what I wanted to know, and then maybe we're getting to this uh, to to begin with. I had a different question uh, for for you guys. Uh, what's metal? What's metal, man? I I adore metal. I adore doom metal. I what's 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 metal? What's like? In I don't ask that days, a lot. It was easy yeah. because there were not as many bands. It was yeah. easy, and you would have someone walk into a bar just because they heard someone say something about a band. Watch the band and then say, "Yeah, we should sign these guys." You know, there's lucky shit like that happening back then. But once you get into the 2000s, and Nathan actually knows a lot about this, you just get so many friggin' bands yeah, yeah. that what you can do is create little networks where you're popular. But it is very hard to actually break out and get the whole community. And it's also hard to do that because metal now has all these different amalgamations. You know, uh, stoner yeah. metal, psychedelic metal. Um, sometimes people combine those. You know, <laughs> so yeah. and metal is only in the eye of the beholder at this point. So this is kind of interesting, I feel. I like that. And then you have some young kids, 16, 17, 18, who are actually um, learning the old stuff and getting into metal. So that's cool, too. I, I think yeah. what is most a really good question, because like you have like the, the old guard, like um, Black Sabbath, you know, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. And um, a lot of their stuff, like you can find stuff that's like maybe even like more aggressive, but it still classifies like, you know, hard rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, what is metal, what isn't metal is like a really good question, considering that like a lot of like modern music can get like like really like heavier and like really aggressive. Mm. Especially with like modern recording techniques, yeah, yeah. And so, um, me personally, I think the difference between like, like I, I, I know some people are going to disagree with me, but I, I consider like ACDC, I consider um, uh, Motorhead to be like hard rock, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody call it classic rock or whatever, you know, hard rock. But there's something rock. metal about them too, well, especially uh, Motorhead. Let me finish, let me finish. Right. Sorry. And so, like, there are bands like you know. Um, Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden, where they, they have songs, they're just they're not as fast, they're not as aggressive as like some like ACDC songs or some uh, uh, um, other Motorhead songs, you know. Yeah, so like yeah. my mentality is like there is like something like a little bit more malevolent than when it comes to like a metal song, you know. Even when you have like some like power metal song like Dragon Force, where they're like pretending to be like the good guys or whatever, you know. 
Yeah. I still think there is like this certain like edge to it that's like a, like a, at least like a hint of malevolence. You know that like a lot of like hard rock just doesn't have. You know, it's like hard yeah. rock is more like uh, a big brute that like you're kind of frightened of it because like he can beat you up. But like metal is more like somebody who's like more sneaky. Somebody who's more like, you know, like <laughs> in the back. That kind of malevolence that that's like worse because like at least a big brute you can see coming and you can plan for yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas like somebody who sneaks up on you, that's like worse because like you're, they're like waiting for you to like turn your back. You know, so I think yeah. that's the difference between like heavy metal and uh, hard rock. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> people who, who've never listened to any of them, like if you're like you grew up on like jazz or classical, you're like you're not gonna have any idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But like that, that's the best I can do. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think I think uh, I, I like to think about the question sometimes. And like um, one of the things I, I like is uh, there's something uh, about the sound of doom that's like this this underneath. I heard it so, you know, just the basis uh, for the track Scorcher there. There's just this, this, this beautiful doom um, kind of like uh, element foreboding and like doom's always foreboding. And I find that a lot with... Um, I hear that in the cure, some of the cure, and I hear it in, in some goth that there's this kind of slow, slow plotting and some of the old stuff that is like, this is doomy and it's not metal, but like there's a doomy element that you find in that, that just is, is underneath um, doom metal. And I, I get really interested in those, in those pieces. Cause I'm trying to describe something that, you know, you want to think of the cure in terms of doom, but of like their album faith, there's tracks that are just slow. They're almost going backwards and it's that impending kind of slowness and heaviness. <laughs> yeah. What I really like about doom metal is one, like the, the tone of the guitar, it's just like really sludgy and dirty. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is like, it just seems like a really like laid back genre. You know, it, it's not really, I mean, you can be like a virtuoso and like play a bunch of like, you know, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, uh, vague Malstein kind yeah, of Malstein, guitar yeah. solos. Yeah, but, like you don't have to do that. You know, that's not what's um, that's not what's uh, crafted around. And so it's just to me, it just seems like a really like laid back genre. You know? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. I wanna, I wanna knock you over with the big, big question of the show because I just want to get get it in there uh, right now. As to why is there something rather than nothing? I got Nathan here and I got Vinny here, and they're looking at each other, and and I know, I know well, they're I chomping. Last at- time I went first, so you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nathan. Like- Nathan's rocking yeah, in. Well, the reason why there's a uh, something rather than nothing because somebody put something there, you know, and so. <laughs> If you have nothing, then like that is an opportunity for you to put something. Yeah. yeah. So we're like artists. It. We make art. That's what we put in the, into the nothing. Yeah. To make yeah. it something. I think I that's like an that. underlying theme. Uh, that's an underlying meaning. theme of the show. Yeah, that. Vinny. Yeah. What's yeah, he's, a, he's creating meaning there is what he's saying. Is yeah. that, and I believe in 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 that we all create our own meaning in events and there are two different levels or degrees of accuracy. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's for me, there's something rather than nothing because there's always been something. There's never been nothing. So, yeah. so there's always going to be a development of something rather than nothing. Uh, to, that's going to try to fill out the space, even though you look at space and like, we're like basically the size of a, a grain of sand on a beach. So yeah. Um, yeah. that also is another thing that should ca- cause people to take pause and think about their life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a big, I, um, there's this video where it's a, 
it's a flash out as far as like perspective of you on the city, you on a city block, you on the earth, you in the, like this galaxy, you in this like part of the universe. And then you, and you know, it's like this zoom out and, um, wait, did you, you know, go to the Boston planetarium? Is uh, I, I've been there a long time ago. Is that no, where they show York. that? It was New York where I saw it. Okay, like like a similar type of thing, like a video that showed you that same type yeah, of perspective. Yeah, yeah, and it was like Tom Hanks was the guiding us. <laughs> yeah, like, and I love that. I love that. Um, I love that. Uh, th- that that perspective. I think that the question gets on that. Hey, a uh, couple things. Um, you know, I just wanted to throw it out there. If we give us some details of where you, you know, the listeners, to you know, find the stuff that you do on Instagram and things like that. But, uh, you know, maybe sometime we get you guys to pop on, we'll do an, uh, like an Instagram live from the podcast or we play a track or just hang out and chat there. It'd be really fun to do, um, particularly ap- after the episode, but, um, where where do where do listeners uh, find find your stuff? I mentioned Bandcamp. I have a lot of bands on here. Uh, Bandcamp's a great great place to go. I just did today to get some more tobed or not. But uh, where do folks find you? Uh, we uh, we put our stuff on um what's the thing called DistroKid, and they put our music up on pretty much like anything imaginable. Anything Even ones I've never heard of, like Deezer. I've heard a little bit about it, but I've never used it yeah exactly yeah. they'll pull stuff they'll pull our stuff up on youtube on amazon music mm-hmm. on um on spotify yeah it's just yeah like you said the deezer or whatever yeah. just like pretty much anything imaginable there's our music is probably there yeah. that's why we get a really stunted idea of how many people are actually listening because yeah. the only statistics i ever follow are uh, spotify's and uh Bandcamp. but um it is nice to think that we probably have a lot of supporters on Deezer or, you know, uh, um, uh, what is it that the, the uh, what did Mac, Mac do their version of uh, uh, Apple Music, right? You're aware I've known nothing about Mac. Okay, yeah, Apple, <laughs> Apple Music, you know, the, well, it's like Spotify basically, right? Well, um, the thing but, is, yeah, where you have these kind of like smaller community. I think I even find it on the podcast too, because in the similar similar sense of distribution, it pops up in different places, and then it's uh, tracked or known, or there's activity in different places. You kind of hunt around and 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 see, you know, who's listening and where people are 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 listening. So it's a little bit different when you try to hustle and kind of like track all that type of stuff. But it's great to hear that your stuff uh, is everywhere, and then. Uh, of course, um, of course, for some of the uh, actual, you know, download tracks um, mm-hmm. uh, via Bandcamp. And of course, Top and of course, has you have a good uh, presence and networking on Instagram where we've we've interacted. So, I mean, it's been it's been a nice uh, thing for, um, you know, to, to 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 see you guys and the work that you do. And, and, and listeners, uh, we've been, we've been planning on this. We had a, an attempt before. Um, and so, you know, this is, this has been an episode we've been waiting to get out, uh, to you. I'm, I'm really excited guys to, 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 to have you on and to, to make this thing, to make this thing real and to create our thing here. And, um, really appreciate you. Um, and there's any, any final words, you know, like what to listen to or what magazine article to read or whatever. <laughs> right. In terms of reviews or magazine articles, there isn't much out right now, but, uh, we did, we have the new so- song scorcher and, uh, the easiest way, if you're on Instagram to find our music or find anything we're involved in, uh, you could just go to our link tree, which is the hyperlink in the bio section of the, uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, 
someone's profile. Yeah, yeah, the and profile so just bio. Hit the, link, the bio uh, in the bio of uh, my profile, I just hit the link to linktree.com and uh, and you can find everything we've done, even stuff people don't know about, like the uh, what's that um, uh, thing that you've been using? Uh, you, you can chat with people, but it's there's more levels of uh, safety, I guess, perhaps or. You talking um, about Discord? Yeah, yeah, Discord. We yeah. have a Discord, but like nobody's in there. So yeah, join, join our Discord. <laughs> go to Discord. You, now, there's only one way to start. Go over to tell you know. Let's have folks go yeah. over to Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah go to our yeah. Discord. You can uh, hang out there and chat with people. Um, or I guess you can chat to to each other when you get there. Uh, <laughs> go to our YouTube channel because like we'll we'll drop our own podcast there. Like the way we do our podcast is that we'll like uh, we'll just talk for like an hour, maybe two hours. And then we'll chop it up into like thirty minute chunks and just release it every Friday. Uh, yeah, every each chunk is one chunk is released every Friday, mm, awesome. and so like that one day can like span to like a couple of months. And so uh, actually, uh, one I think the one that just dropped now today, I think it's like an hour long because um, usually I try to find a, a a good spot to like chop it in half. Yeah, but like this one ended up being like an hour long because I couldn't find a good spot. Yeah, cause cause like what, what, Nathan what, what, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. We we talk about politics. Our our podcast and like for some reason we decided to do like a, a political compass test. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like this guy started it and like I think like the it took us like 40, 45 minutes to actually do it. And so like either I chop it off into like the first fifteen minutes. In like the last, uh, you know, five minutes or whatever, yeah. or I just like leave it all together. So I decided to just leave it all together and just put it up there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah go to go to our, <laughs> go to go to our podcast if you like podcasts and like hear us talk about goofy shit. Yeah, no, I love it. It's it's it's, it's great hanging with you, um, uh, Vinny, and uh, and great to see you, Nathan, uh, here from um, uh, Tobin or not. Um, really, really great to connect. And everybody, check out check out the music. Support this uh, support yeah, this well, cool music and what they're doing. Yeah, yeah I told them to check out the link. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, go to any our- last words? Oh God, this could get deep. <laughs> good, no, good. I, <laughs> go to I offered last words. You get last words. I offered last words. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and go to our Twitter account as well at Tobernot at Twitter. Go ahead, go there. Um, I run it. Uh, I I try to keep politics at a minimum. I try to just keep it music, but uh, sometimes things happen, and I I say yeah. things. You want to talk? You want to talk? Yeah. He's very um, reactionary. <laughs> reactionary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's just like even toned, man. And this guy can go off on politics like no other. Sometimes it feels like he's Mussolini on the balcony. You know? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, because of charisma, not because of politics. Because <laughs> of his charisma and everybody's listening to him. <laughs> oh, well, uh, 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 well, uh, Hey guys, uh, again, a gr- great pleasure. Um, folks, check out uh, Top or Not. Check out the stuff that they put out there. Um, you guys keep keep rocking, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Sound good? Yeah, definitely. Take care, guys. Love you. Thanks, guys. See ya. This is something rather than nothing. 